yeah, I would I would not be surprised if Discord is probably seeing some uh, some higher traffic the last couple of months. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's getting used okay. for a lot of stuff. It, it um, really is. Word word of warning, uh, yeah. because I am in bump fuck nowhere. My internet might crap out. Um, I'll be back as soon as I can. Cool. That sounds yeah. good. No problem. All right. Well, why don't we get started? Hey, welcome back to another fun and exciting episode of Spellstorm Miniatures. Uh, my name is Jeremiah. I'm Dan. This is Chad. And we have an exciting guest who is joining us for tonight. We have Aaron Allen. Aaron, say hello to our listeners. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I'm so excited to have this conversation. So, uh, Aaron, just to <laughs> bring you up to speed and to bring all of our listeners up to speed, uh, over the last several months, we've been doing faction reviews. And so tonight, our, our faction review is going to be on Convergence. And so uh, that's one of the reasons why I invited you on, because you're sort of a connoisseur of Convergence. And um, anyway, we do faction reviews a little bit differently here. We do them in the fun zone, because that's kind of the space that we occupy. And, uh, and so I'm excited to, <laughs> to hear, to kind of pick your brain, too, a little bit about list building and things like that. I think the fun thing is, is I think all four of us at one point has played Convergence. Is that a yes? I have not. Oh, you have not. I don't oh, think so. I think Convergence so is actually one of the few factions that I've never played. Okay. Played against them. Yes. Well, yes. Quite a bit. <laughs> okay. Cour- courtesy of our of Aaron Allen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have too well, lost Aaron. Once or twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, a couple times. That whole, like, year and a half span where we played against each other, like, once a week. For oh. that other podcast we used to do. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that should not be named. I bet that was fun. I bet that was fun to do that. Well, it was fun to watch Aaron try and play other factions, and he's like, "Man, why don't I have induction <laughs> notes on all of these jacks? This would be so much easier." <laughs> What's this allocating all about? Jeez, tell me, oh, I was wrong. Is, what is this fury? What is this fury management? I don't understand. <laughs> oh, so hard. Oh, yeah. Aaron, is, is Convergence your only faction? Is that kind of the only thing you play? Yeah. I've, oh, okay. I've tried several other factions, and I just um, gave up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Rock and roll. Okay. <laughs> oh, and I was going to say, like, I'm almost FA besides the new releases, yet I have yet to play any of them, so... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so you were a collector now, of Convergence. That was the perfect time yes. to do so. You should yeah. uh, use War Table and play the stuff you don't own. There exactly. you go. There you go. Well, speaking of play, have any of you guys uh, played any War Machine games in- recently? I have not gotten to play any yeah. War Machine games. Not since uh, you and then Oz and I played. Okay, okay. Dan or Aaron? Myself, no. I- I played in a tournament last weekend, and I'm playing practice games for the VTC this upcoming. Oh, nice. Tell us about the tournament. How did that go? Uh, it was a lot of fun. It's always good to uh, remotely see the, all the people that I haven't seen in forever. 
Yeah. Um, no, it was good. I played. What was my pair? Of... Yeah, your internet's not very good. I just lost you. <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna guess it was Aurora and Orion. I think is probably pretty. Pretty. Cool. Yeah, that's. I think that's the hardest part about during this COVID season is. You know, we don't get to record in person, and so we don't get that good quality sound that we're used to having. And then, uh, and then we're relying on everyone's internet to to be good. So, and and the thing is, is the internet is they're all competing for for their signals. So let's see if he see if he comes back. Can you guys hear me? Can edit. Ah, Hello, there we go. Know. Now we there got you. you. Are. Um, as I was saying, my pair was Ryan and Aurora one. Nice. Hey, I was right. <laughs> but it was a very different Orion list than anything I've ran in the past. So, you know. Yeah, and you've been playing him a lot ever since uh, he released. And I know that you were chomping at the bit for uh, Aurora 1 to get a rework. Uh, and we're very excited once that finally happened. I really was. I was having a blast playing Aurora One, Aurora Two as a pair. It was it was so much fun. <laughs> were you playing uh, what lists or what uh, theme forces were you playing uh, when you were doing Aurora One, Aurora Two? Uh, Aurora Two in Strange Bedfellows and Aurora One in Clockwork Legion. Okay. Yeah, I had a feeling. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you still playing Aurora One and Clockwork Legion uh, for the the last tournament you played in? Yes, okay. that list really hasn't changed since the release of Gatsby. Oh yeah, yeah, that would do it. Hmm. But here's the real question: Do you have perforators in the list? <laughs> I do not. <laughs> are, are perforators finally good? Um, perforators are much better than they used to be, and they have space to put them into lists. Um, the problem is eradicators are just so flippin' amazing. Yeah. Yeah, they've always been super good, and, uh, the flexibility they have for either the plus two to attacks or the extra armor is super good. And picking up finisher? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yep. I've had three of them, one round megalith. Yeah, yeah, that'll do it. All you got to do is just get that one one little bit of damage on them. And... Talking about uh, force multiplication. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so the so your tournament, you you're running Orion, and what I didn't catch that. What theme were you running Orion in? Uh, Orion is in Destruction Initiative, um, okay. and I was running him with 10 test lighters, I think. Wow. Of course, on War Table, you can do that, huh? <laughs> that's, a lot of, that's a lot of zappy guns. <laughs> it's it's 40 shots a turn. Holy cow. How do you not clock yourself? <laughs> yeah, how do you manage your time? Um... Yeah, Lots I'll get back to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you've had some practice in the past when you played a uh, you played an Iron Mother shooty list. I'm sure this is probably a little bit 
similar to that and probably a little bit less strenuous as far as like trying to figure out because the mother the iron mother list that you had was like a toolbox of various gunshots whereas this is just a lot of raw power i would imagine yeah yeah basically i mean in any high volume of attack uh, list that you play the uh the main key is pick something quickly and do it don't hem and haw don't don't spend two minutes optimizing your turn you have in this list you have 40 shots yeah i mean you probably get it done at about 17 yeah don't uh don't bounce around pick a couple of things and you know pick one thing kill it shoot it till it's dead and then pick the next thing and shoot it till it's dead and so on yeah yeah. And okay. you don't have to activate every model every turn. That's a trick that Technically, took me a while to learn. Technically you do, but they don't necessarily have to do something. <laughs> yeah. But like but that's what I mean. Sure. Like like, you know, you when you first start learning and you start first start playing, you're always wanting to get everything get work out of everything, right? Oh, I could do this, I could do that, and then you know, and then you lose out on the other side of the game, which is managing clock and managing, you know, that kind of thing. So the rhythm of the game, I suppose. Yeah. Well, cool. Pick one Uh, or two goals a turn, accomplish them, call it good and move on. Yeah. I like that. I had, uh, I had a couple games uh, since we last recorded, Uh, we were starting to teach um, one of Oz's friends. And so we just had a battle box game and, and it was kind of fun to kind of, go back to the bare minimum, haven't done that in a long time. Um, and it's fun looking at the face of a new player being all perplexed, not fully understanding what's happening. Um, <laughs> those I mean, are the you days. don't have to look at a new player's face in order to see them be confused and perplexed. That's true. I could just look in the mirror. I mean, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I play. Oh. Um, got a couple of Brawl Machine games in. Uh, I played Carl and... He threw uh, Terminus One at me, and um, and when we were playing, um, I discovered that I was actually down like six jack points because for whatever reason I didn't bring enough or war beasts, I should say. Um, but I uh, still had a strong scenario game in that one, I guess. Um, and then I got a war table game on with uh, another new player, uh, Michael. Uh, I ran some Signar because why not? And then, and then he ran uh, Kaya three because he's looking at playing circle when he starts actually playing the game. So, um, so anyway, so it's Kaya fun. Three is, Kaya three is pretty pretty cool, and she really turns the power of some of those beasts up. Yeah, you just gotta be careful keeping her safe because she she's on a large base, so she's easy to spot, and uh, sometimes she likes to spend all of her fury, which can Make her real easy to to knock down, or to, yeah. you know, to, to knock out. Yeah, and and I was kind to him, and I, you know, I I, I kind of talked through all the decision points that I was making, and then, um, and then he, uh, I think he was he was tracking. He's a really smart player because he plays other games, and then, uh, and then I kind of left Beth just kind of hanging out. And and so he decided that he would. Uh, uh, he discovered on his own that they, he had a charge. Teach you a lesson on, <laughs> on death, right? 
No, it's fine. Like I, you want the new guy to win, right? And so and so he he charged Beth and put her in the dirt. And I go, that's game. Good job. Like you know, because I didn't even talk about assassinations with them. I was just talking about just interacting with the terrain and and interacting with your models and my models and scenario and. You know, and and then boom, he goes. So if I do this and kill your caster, do I win? I go, yes, you do. And so he did. <laughs> nice. So yeah, it's fun. Well, why, hey, why don't we get to the main topic of the evening? We are doing faction reviews, and tonight our focus is on convergence. And we basically ask three questions: If you were to pick up this faction, which war caster would you play first? Uh, which theme force looks the most interesting to you? And then which model from the faction do you want to paint the most? And so um, I think we, do we go question by question? I think, I think each one of us takes a turn at, at answering that. Is that right? Yep. So, uh, so if you were to play this faction, if you were to pick up this faction, which Warcaster would you play first? Who wants to go? I, I have a question. Is it yeah. my f- first time playing any War Machine faction, or is it just the first time I'm playing a Convergence? Because my answer is different depending on that. Convergence specifically. Yeah. So first time you're playing Convergence. Uh, first time playing Convergence, then I would probably go with Aurora One because she's a lot of fun. Nice. <laughs> nice. So we play a little inside game here, and the and the and the to see how many of us have the same answer. So, uh, what about you guys? Which which warcaster would you pick first, Dan or Chad? Uh, yeah, for me, I was kind of like, you know, look at it. There's just so different, a little bit unique. But um, when I kind of look through them, like access seemed a nice kind of straightforward one, a little bit mm. to learn. Mm. Um, I don't know, maybe he's a little bit more tricky, but he seemed a little bit more I'm just gonna learn and pound you in the face. No, he's he's not tricky, yeah. he's very direct. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. That's what I said. That's why you look at him, it's like this will be a little bit easier to learn convergence on. You read that card right, yeah. Dan. Yeah. The the tricky <laughs> the trickiest thing about him is the shenanigans you can do with bulldoze, but other than that, yeah. he's a pretty straightforward caster. Yep. Yeah, nice. How about you, Chad? Uh, I would probably pick Orion, actually. Uh, seems really oh. interesting. Um, he's got the movement shenanigans of the, um, his battlefield, what's it called? Uh, his field marshal is repositioned. Repositioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Avenging Force, forced, in, forced induction is a really cool rule. Magic bullet, you can do all sorts of wonky yep. stuff and... Spell Piercer is a really good spell for those matchups where you're up against, uh, you know, an upkeep heavy faction. Uh, and his feet, uh, his feet kind of gets it coming and going. Like it's really hard to play around it in my experience, and I think it's probably one of the reasons why it's one of honestly one of the more powerful feats uh, in Convergence, and I think probably a lot of the uh, the other factions too. So that gain an additional die really on attack good. rolls? Against, yeah, it's different though. Like It depends if they have focus or fury, right? Oh, so okay. you either get attack or you get damage depending on which one your target has. 
Oh, I see. Or, or if they don't have it, if they have focus or fury, or if they do not have it. Yeah. Right. You gain an additional die in attack rolls against enemy models if they have no focus or fury. You gain an additional die in damage if they do have focus or fury. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That's a pretty fun. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, it's it's really good against the high defense like troops because mm-hmm. they're not going to have focus or fury, and so your your stuff gets really accurate trying to clear out troop chaff. And then if you've got beasts or jacks that either have focus on them, or you know usually beasts that have fury on them, or a warcaster that has focus, you get the damage bonus, and it's additional die so you can boost on top of that. That's nice. That's nice. I uh, was going to... Uh, actually, Aaron, I chose uh, Aurora 1 as well. Um, m- mostly, I like the Field Marshal ability of Apparition uh, for her battle group. I love the flank ability. And then her feat with uh, Repo and Parry. And I, mm-hmm. I, I, I can just see having a lot of fun with positioning on the board and stuff. And so that's why, that's why I chose Aurora 1. She's, she's fun. She's fast. She goes wherever the, the heck she wants to go. And um, yeah. then you have, then your opponent has to deal with it, or you just win it, anyways. Yeah. So the next question then is, which theme force looks the most interesting to you? And so here, a lot of times, what we'll do is we might share a list that we've created. And so, um, and so, who wants to go first? Which theme force looks the most interesting to you? Uh, I think Strange Bedfellows looks pretty interesting. Because you get a lot of you get options or access to some different tools or some different pieces that do things a little bit differently from convergence. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of interesting stuff. I haven't built a list um, also because like it's another one that's super weird that people are still playing around with. But there's a lot of different options because you have the Aurora Warcasters and the Morden Never Warcasters. Yeah. Um, so you've got. Four different options there. Plus, you've got a ton of options for various jacks and such. Yeah, and Strange Bedfellows is only like a year old, right? It came out with Oblivion, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so people are still kind of playing around with it. Yeah, and a lot of the models, Correct. like it came out with Oblivion around the same time, but a lot of the models have only kind of finally been released in the last couple months. So, people are finally getting their hands on them and and getting to play nice or maybe maybe it's been sooner than that but it still feels like march to me so (laughs) yeah this is such yeah yeah Uh, i'll go second um i'm i was looking at strange bedfellows too and and uh mostly because i wanted to play like the fun stuff that i am picking up lately i guess so so i made a, a list and i have no idea if it's good or not and this is why Aaron's on, I think, to talk it out a little bit. But I actually made a list using Aurora mm-hmm. 2. And so, and I gave her the Prime Axiom because I really like the Prime Axiom. That's, there's no other reason, just that. Um, with a Negator and a Tessellator and a Corollary. Uh, a couple of Void Archons, Widgets in there. A um, couple of Clockwork. Widgets so good. Yeah, right? Um, <laughs> I don't even have the model yet. So I'm going to have to like, actually get the physical mm-hmm. model. Um, a couple of clockwork angels. And the, I know uh, where you can get it. <laughs> yes, I do too, actually. <laughs> um, a negation angel. Um, 
And then the thing that I want most to put together and paint that I'm actually holding in my hand right now uh, is Nemo 4. And uh, I just, it just looks so cool. And so I want Nemo 4 in there and I gave him a charger. I don't know if that's enough. I don't know if I need to give him more because um, I know that he's like a Focus 5 or whatever. Um, and then and then just to fill out points, I had two points extra. It was a weird list build, probably because the Prime Axiom threw me off. But um, but uh, I threw in some accretion servitors because I don't know why. But uh, figured that was better than the priest. But um, that's my list, and that was my first attempt at making a strange bedfellows list um, before I actually do a little more research. <laughs> I mean, uh, I can see uses for a priest because uh, Aurora too has Hand of Destruction, and being a million miles away from something and still being able to apply that is really useful. That's uh, true. I like Widget with a Prime Axiom because then you get an extra tow cable. Um, <laughs> uh, that said, I'm not sure I'm a huge fan of the Prime Axiom with Aurora too. Yeah. Because she doesn't do a lot for it. But that's okay. Like, the Prime Axiom is an awesome model. So, like, play it. Have fun. That's, and that was my first instinct. Because that's usually my first instinct for everything. So. <laughs> but, I love it. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Thank you. I think I'll make that switch and I'll get a priest, too. <laughs> I think I know where I can get a priest, too, by the way. <laughs> what about you, Dan or Aaron? <laughs> Which theme force uh, sticks out for you and was the most interest interesting? Well, I was gonna say for me, um, Strange Bedfellows as well. I was actually kind of just starting to create a uh, an access uh, destruction initiative uh, list, thinking about it. I was like, oh yeah, you know, is uh, would be really good with him, or or it'd be fun anyway. Would be the new negators under his feet and everything, just strengthening them up even stronger. Um, Aaron can tell you exactly how to build yeah. an Axis One list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, I mean, especially with the counter charges. Can you imagine the count, one counter charges in and the second one? You know, yeah, you could have some fun with fun with that. But um, yeah. what I was kind of looking at in Strange Bedfellows again is, you know, you want to play with the new stuff. Uh, I would have previously to a lot of the changes. Um, I think it was. Destruction Initiative was the one where you got a lot of servitors for free, right? The uh, the requisition points essentially were like three of them for free, and that changed, right? So now you don't get nearly as many free orbs flying around. It's a little sad on that one. Um, but with uh, Strange Bedfellows, I kind of made a list that actually includes, I think, more non-convergence models. Um, oh? Running like Montenegro too, uh, mainly for she's funky looking and giving spell piercer, um, curse of shadows, some nice things, right? Her feet's kind of weird, giving like flank, so playing off of that. But running a couple death rippers, two shrikes because I think they could just be crazy fun trampling over all the little guys or even some of the bigger guys, right? Get the boosted trample rolls at a what, PS15 essentially with Spell Piercer. Could be fun. Uh, two Toros 
for that hitting power in their Toros. Uh, two Void Archons. Uh, Hermit, just getting the swing going. Uh, Widget as well. I liked her. Um, James, I kind of liked including, including her. One, I mean, a neat model, but two, she seems like she'd be pretty good trying to go after somebody else's Archon or, you know, that harder um, solo or something. Just send her off that way to threaten. Um, Aphyxius, the Sanctified, uh, with a Canker Worm. Uh, and, and then uh, three units of Negation Angels because, you know, they're just paralysis is awesome. <laughs> yeah. But that's kind of where I was starting with a, a list to try things. Um, Canker Worm's so much fun. He's so much fun. Right. That's what I was saying. He looks kind of neat. And it's a cheap one to throw under Aphyxius, so you can still get the points in there. He seems like he'd do work or just be annoying. And also getting getting yep. the bonus of the um, having the uh, shoot, what's it called? Uh, the bond, dark shroud. The dark shroud, yeah. Oh, dark getting, shroud. Yeah. Getting the dark shroud on the canker worm uh, all the time is real. Seems really good. Yeah. Well, and he has the repo five under under Aphyxius, right? So, yeah. <laughs> I almost one rounded a uh, a well of Ouroboros last night with a. Uh, with Cankerworm. Oh well. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, his his armor pierce on his bite and then uh his bite is POW eleven, so it gets so POW thirteen. Yeah. Um with the Dark Shroud. POW thirteen armor pierce does a lot of damage to a lot yeah. of stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah. It does. Well, it's even a little bit of that, right? Because though you take the uh, minus two goes off after you have it, right? Yeah, exactly. So an arm 20 is now now all of a sudden an arm 8. So you're at dice plus 3 on an arm 20. Hello. (laughs) Yep. That's incredible. Yeah. Hey, so you're saying the the list could have some merit. (laughs) But, yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things. When when you're looking at Strange Bedfellows, like, I don't have any Crix models. All I have are Convergence and Signar. And so so it's like you kind of get you know, different kinds of list builds. I mean, with the war table, I can do whatever I want, but like in real life, you know, and, and Oz and I play in real life. Um, but uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even look at the cricks stuff. Cankerworm does look pretty cool. The other thing about Cankerworm is that his, his system boxes are so spread out. You basically have to destroy him in order to actually cripple anything, which is, yeah. So he stays pretty pretty effective, uh, basically to the last box. Yeah, what does the H stand for? It's the head, head. system. His head. Head. H stands bite. for head. Ah, and so the bite's connected to the head. There it is. I Correct. see it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's cool. That's pretty cool. So, what about you, Aaron? I mean, they're all interesting, and they're all interesting for different reasons. Um. So you guys gave a whole bunch of strange bedfellows. So I guess I'm going to go back to destruction initiative. Nice. And this is a list that I built, I don't know, three or four months ago and I played it and it's fun and hilarious. And I don't know if it's good, but it's, it's fun. Um, <laughs> it's perfect it's for us. Lucant. It's under Lucant and it has a corollary, a diffuser, four galvanizers, 
um, three negators, an inverter, a tep, some arc nodes, and then and gas before with a shrike. Yeah, that seems annoying to shoot. So the concept is galvanizers run forward, and, and then the galvanizers run forward again, and you feet, and and they have to chew through galvanizers at arm 20 with 22 boxes just to get to your negators. Well, we've lost Aaron. All right. Oh, now you're clear. I got, he's just started his list and then it went dead for me. That's what I had. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> this is going to well, be a fun edit. When you're, <laughs> when you're out in the middle of nowhere, uh, pouring concrete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wish I knew. I wish I could boost him or something somehow. But I can't do anything because it's. Hmm. Yeah, it's just a bad connection. Yeah. There's the green circles on, so he's talking. We're just not hearing him. Check, check. Ah, there, there he is. Sorry about that. That's okay. So I think he kicked everyone off, it seems, for some um, reason. So got you after chewing through 22 boxes of galvanizers to get to your negators, and that's all we got. I mean that's that's basically it. That's what it does. That's basically and then the negators it. go in with positive <laughs> with positive charge and Gatsby's dark shroud, so they go from base pow ten to pow fourteen. Seems good. That seems good. A little ugly, but yeah. So do you do you like the Gatsby uh, module in convergence? I mean, I think Gatsby is an auto include in every single list you can fit them in. With very, very few exceptions. Wow. He, he is that good. You like him better than the Nemo, Nemo 4 module, I assume? <laughs> um, yes. I, I, I enjoy Nemo 4. Nemo 4 does not threaten to kill a caster every single turn. Like... He, Nemo's four job is to not die because it's really hard to kill him. Um, he just toes his own and says, you're never going to score this zone. Uh, whereas Gatsby 4's job is deal with him or he's going to come flying at you and probably kill your caster. What, um, what Warjacks do you see that you, do you normally put under Gatsby 4? Uh, it depends on what the list lacks. I'm either going to put a Cankerworm or a Shrike. Uh, so if I put a Shrike, it's because he's running with a list that doesn't have a lot of jam clear. And then I use the Shrike to just like trample over everything and laugh. And then they're like, oh, he's out of control. I'm like, I don't give a shit. He's going to keep trampling. Um, <laughs> it's, it's freaking hilarious, and I love it. Uh, if the list is fine with jam... Then I'm going to take Cankerworm, and Cankerworm's going to be out front, and he's going to say, hey, can you kill me? Can you overreach just a little, little bit to kill me? And if, if so, cool, Cankerworm's dead, but you exposed a piece, and now yeah. I get to take that piece, and I don't care about Cankerworm in the list. Uh, um, and if hmm. you don't, then Cankerworm gets to go in and do Cankerwormy things, and, and then repo five inches away. 
That's right. Yeah, he's tough to pin down because he has uh he naturally has parry. He's hard to remove at range because he has stealth. I think yeah. he's like a 14, 16 with like 22 boxes or something like that. Actually, I think it's 20 boxes. But still, like he's he's uh, a difficult piece to remove. Yeah, something like that. He's he's not easy to remove, and then if a jack dies near him, any jack dies near him, he repairs. So yeah, mm -hmm. has sustainability into into uh, war machine left. I forgot yeah. about that. <laughs> does does he yeah. repair a vector dice, or does it just a war jack? Yes. Oh, okay. I mean, wow. a vector is a war jack. Yeah. Yeah. Vector, vectors are yeah. war jacks now. Okay. Okay. Are monstrosities war jacks now? <laughs> they're not. No, because they're living models. <laughs> they are monstrosities. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Kicker worms twenty four boxes at to boot. So. Oh, that's nine right. Points. Yeah. 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 I not forgot bad. it's now, right? six six rows of four, not not five rows yeah, of four. Exactly. Now, what about a blockader under Aphixius 4? Is it worthwhile? Because I know everyone was playing with that dream beginning, but I don't really see it as often as people talked about it. I mean, I don't see it in Convergence. I, I definitely see it mm. in Mercenaries. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, like, blockader's great. I love the blockader, but, like, uh, it doesn't have... I don't know. I like running convergence models. That's why I play convergence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good answer. <laughs> Good works. answer. I agree with yeah. that too. <laughs> Plus, it's less stuff to buy. Like, who needs to buy all those garbage mercenary models? Am I right? <laughs> you do, Chad. You yeah. do. No, I don't. <laughs> uh, I do have an unassembled oh, blockader. Oh. <laughs> so, no, I, I do have to say though, I, I have enjoyed post-convergent CID where it feels like the options to build lists has been kicked completely open. Like, there's a there's a yeah. plethora of new lists out there that people are running, and I love to see that in Convergence. Nice. Do you feel, do you feel like a big boy faction, finally? <laughs> I mean, not quite, but... <laughs> I don't need to be a big boy faction. I still win. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> it's not about the size of the Convergence Army. It's about how you play it. Uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, I was totally PG. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Aaron, oh, oh uh, is this a PG uh, podcast? <laughs> In general, okay. you only have one. You only had one slip. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, it's fine. Um, <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's not a big deal. Um, I wanted to actually ask you, um, what do you think about the? The more than ever casters in Convergence in Strange Bedfellows. Do you think that there's very much room for them, or do you feel like they kind of just don't quite fit? Um, so I've looked at them at least once. The problem is Aurora 2 is really good. Like, yeah. Really freaking good. And, and, you know, I, like, 
I could see building her for a funsy tournament or something like that. And like, I have no problem with that. Um, but the majority of the play that I do is competitive. So yeah. I yeah. spend a lot of time trying to figure out what's going to answer the most questions or cause the most problems. And yeah. Morton Ebra one and two, just don't, don't take any of those check boxes. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like there's some space uh, more than ever one more so than uh, than two seems like she has some more potential, especially with interface. If you just like tuck her up against like the prime axiom, um, but it definitely seems like jumpstart probably doesn't do a ton for convergence jacks because the the cipher chassis is all steady. I think I think the floating jacks can be knocked over, but. Uh, with the amount of access that you have to focus uh, with the induction nodes, like it doesn't feel like it would be that much of an issue. And sack lamb, you don't have. It, a I mean, of... my my casters only ever spend their focus to cast a spell and stay safe. Like, yeah, that's what our casters do. They're buff sticks. Yeah. Um. So like, if you knock over three of my jacks, I don't care. I'm just gonna stand them back up. Yeah. So I agree with that. Um. The being base to base and spending focus off of a caster is a cool trick, but like gas before has that, you know how many times I've used it? Maybe once. Yeah. And how does, how does the interface actually interact with, um, with the induction node? Does it, does it not transfer because they're spending it off of the caster? Correct. It doesn't, it, it does not induct it. There, uh, okay. The, the uh, uh, yeah. So it's just not, not useful yeah yeah that's way that's way less good mm -hmm. but it's probably <laughs> probably a necessary necessary thing yeah no i can i can definitely see the the other like the only one really cool thing is probably just overrun and a feat of rerolls so that you can get what you want but i don't feel you i think you're right i think there's probably other casters. Like if you want dice manipulation all the time, Aurora two has hand of destruction. If you want, um, you know, if you want some movement shenanigans or some, some dice fixing or something, uh, Orion has that. Or you're just doing other better things with other casters. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. So I guess long story short, Yes, I think she's cute. I think she's fun. Funzy tournament, have fun. There, there's there's got to be some cool interactions with Morton Ebra and Convergence models. But yeah. on the competitive circuit, just doesn't cut it. Yeah. And Aaron plays with all the big boys, so. Yeah. I mean, everybody's a big boy on a given weekend. Yeah. I used to be good at this game. <laughs> so you stopped playing like six months ago no. now I just talk about this game no I quit playing competitively years ago yeah yeah. the last time I was good at this game Aaron and I were in the semifinals for the champions match in Canada that was the last time I was good at this game and even then I was bad at this game because I forgot that I had the objective that could give my skin and bones pathfinder and I wasted a fury using his animus and I left a prime axiom on one box when it should have been dead <laughs> ouch yes so can we safely say 
that I'm not good at this game anymore. <laughs> can, we, can we safely say that um, Chad retired from competitive war machine because he took my convergence straight down the gullet one too many times? Yeah, probably. Cause the, cause the other last time that we played competitively was uh, when we were in the I guess it was semifinals that ended up being finals for champions at lock and load when it was Una 2 versus Axis. And yeah. Hmm. That was a good game, but I got tired of losing to Axis and double tap all the time. <laughs> I mean, I haven't put a tap on the table in years. And that's how long Chad's been afraid of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember our game, uh, Aaron, last year or the year before. And I think it was my first time playing against Convergence. And and you just bulldozed me all over the place. It was pretty good for you. (laughs) 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 I I apologize. I uh, I try to make a habit of not playing newer players because I'm I I recognize I'm probably not the best experience. Yeah. Oh no, it's fine. I think we were doing. I think it was the was it the team tournament, the three man. I think it was a three person at the. Uh, yeah. Yep. And and the I three and commanders. I, yeah. Three commanders at the church. Yeah. Yep. And so and I drew you, and honestly, it was fun. It was cool, and it made me want to play Convergence. So like. Whether or not you know you sold me on that, just just seeing all the fun you know <laughs> things you had. So, and then you know, and then last Christmas, I don't know if you know this or not, my family got me some convergence for Christmas and my birthday, uh, which is like at the same time. And so, oh, awesome. yeah. yeah, so I actually have convergence now. So I were this is a very engaging conversation for me. I'm taking notes, listening to you talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, so, it's time to put your uh, convergence and Cyrus on the table. Whip it out and play with it. That's right. That's what I got to do. Uh, I actually did. Uh, Oz and I started the Oblivion campaign, and and I and the first two uh, games oh, I did, I had Convergence on the table. So my plan was to play Convergence all the way through Oblivion with Oz, um, but we kind of paused that and started playing other things like Riot Quest and stuff. So we'll get we'll get back to it, and when we do, I'll I'll put. Uh, I'm specifically designating convergence to that so that's that's how i'm gonna kind of learn the, the faction so nice yeah, yeah. i'm right, really excited is also a lot of fun yes it is it's so much fun so we're actually gonna support the you know the kickstarter you know through and board and then and we're just gonna have an, a plethora of models to play so at first we only started collecting the ones that like worked for our factions yeah. and then now we realized oh no we want to mm-hmm. play this game so yeah. Yeah. It's super I, fun. I, I, think, s- I still have uh, stuff to paint. Yeah. I think Go the headspace for me for Riot Quest is like you take like 10 models to a uh, convention and you play Riot Quest all weekend and you get people together and you play for like five bucks a game and you drink. And because you don't <laughs> care what happens. And yeah, like then right. you're just having really fun bad. for hours and hours and hours. I'll uh, I'll drink to that. I got myself a glass of red wine right here, right now. In fact, <laughs> mm. 
Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. So, hey, so uh, the last final question that we have in our faction reviews is, which model do you want to paint the most? And so what's the one that appeals to you in the faction that you just want to put a paintbrush to? I don't paint. However, um, Aurora 2 is really, really pretty. And yeah. I intend to pay to get her painted professionally because oh. I really like her. And I, I plan to play her a lot. So I'm going to actually shell out some, some cash to get her done pretty nice. Nice. Also, my my paint job's not good enough for you, Aaron. <laughs> oh, oh. No, yeah. your paint jobs are amazing. Um, <laughs> but I think I'm going to have... Uh, I, I, last I was talking, I was talking to Jaden about possibly painting Aurora too, And yeah. he does some phenomenal cool. work. Yeah, he does. Yep. I, did, I did paint your Aurora one. Um, that was a lot of fun to do. And I have my own... Uh, actually, I painted two Aurora ones for you because I painted the original one before a convention a while ago, and then I painted the non-metallic Numenera for you uh, earlier this year. And I'm also looking forward to painting that one again for myself. Nice. She is pretty. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm holding her box right here. I got I got Aurora two in my hand, and I, I agree, it's a good looking model. Wow, I didn't realize how many is, like how many tessellators do you own? Yeah. Uh, none yet. Yeah, I got to work on that. Yeah, you need to pick some of them up. Um, I've got six, so hey. What? <laughs> I'm falling I behind. I own a bunch of conversions. I, I just don't I, play I, it. I think I also have six. I think I started with six tessellators and six uh, negators. And I think Holy I'm probably going to bump the tessellators up to ten. Oh. Wow. All right. I got to get on that. All right. Yeah. Darn it! Now I know where my play money is going. No, I have to. I have to get through uh, the Legion CID first. So I think I don't know. Good luck with that. Hey, yeah. So, uh, Vir- virtues I think, are I think available my next for pre-orders. Going, I think my next play money is going to the next uh, Neo Mechanica Kickstarter that's going to come out soon. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. a good call. For, yeah, that new the new faction. I forgot what they're called. Yeah, they look Imperians. good. <clears throat> Well, I got uh, the faction yeah. that I want, so I'm excited about that. So. It, well, Imperians is basically convergence in space, right? So, hey. Yeah, pretty much. Exactly. Yep. That's yeah. what I was waiting for. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, I'm actually looking at a second alternate sculpt uh, hunter for Marcher Worlds that I picked up, because we got uh, the alternate sculpts for the store with our Kickstarter stuff that came in on Monday. So I snagged that for myself because I, I love that model. It's so gorgeous. Nice. And I look forward to painting that one up. And I've been thinking about getting a second starter box um, so that I have basically doubles of everything, except I'll have three weavers and four hunters. All right, Dan, it's you and me. Which one do you want to paint the most? Uh, I'm going to go with Aurora, too, because, I mean, yeah. can I paint that thing like a butterfly? I don't know. Oh, nice. Okay. You should I don't know. Totally do that. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Nemo Four. That's the one that I want. And Ted, it you know I know it's a merc- mercenary model, but it's partisan convergence, so it counts. Neener, neener, neener. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, when I saw that, I was like, that just looks super cool. So, 
hey, why don't we um, get to our hobby desk and let's just ask, what's what are you guys building? What are you painting? Well, I got Warcaster on the table right now. I just finishing nice. putting them together, getting them on bases, and uh, magnetizing the uh, the jack. So nice. Did you did you have trouble magnetizing the jack? Oh no, it's pretty good. I even um, like from my last one, I put a pin in on like his arm, so I just drilled a hole on each side and stuck a pin, so that way it doesn't slide around. Um, even though the magnet was holding it pretty good, I even did the shield in two different positions, so I could have it, you know, turn ninety degrees. So I could have a little bit different variety depending on what I'm going for. So, oh, yeah, nice. real, real yeah, simple. You got, you got ISA as well, right, yep. Dan? Correct. Okay. Yeah. You filthy space capitalists. Uh, you know, you know it. <laughs> <laughs> they got the cool. They got the cool fancy stuff, and then you know they're well organized. They're good to go. Yeah. Well, I, I recently painted and posted a picture on the uh, Facebook group for uh, for our podcast for Spellstorm Miniatures of the Marcher World stuff that I got done. Uh, painted and based and turned out really nicely. Um, I Like I said, I've got another one of the Hunters. I've been thinking about getting another starter box. Um, I've got some Space Wolves stuff that I'm working on finishing up. and I've got an Indominus box for the store to paint up. Um, nice. eventually I'll get it primed and get those space Marines done. And I'm looking forward to painting the Necrons cause there's some cool new models and yeah, those are cool. Those. Uh, and then I've also just got a ton of backlog of my right quest stuff, my protectorate stuff that I, the small protectorate force that I got, um, that I was trying to do a painting challenge at the beginning of, or last month. Um, and the color scheme just wasn't really coming out the way that I wanted it to. So I decided to put it on the back burner for the time being, and I'll come back to it later. Nice. Nice. I've got, um, I've got a pretty hop and hobby desk now, um, which I'm pretty excited about. So like um, I, I built a couple of Legion war beasts this week. I have, I have two Nerefs now, which, uh, which is apparently is a thing. And I've been working on some Merc minion stuff, some Merc solos, and then uh, 30 Bog Trogs and the Boker. And so uh, those are actually done now. The only thing I have to do is the is the arcs and then just give a nice seal. Um, my Legions of Steel Kickstarter arrived yesterday. Uh, and they look super juicy. Like I just want to I just want to start working on them, but I realize I can't. It's not important right now. Um, but, um, yeah, so I just got a lot of stuff. And then of course my Warcaster came on Monday. So I'm like, I really want to start working on this. And so I, I might yeah. actually start working on that. Um, Great news about that is you don't have to do arcs on the Warcaster stuff. You can just mm -hmm. yeah. paint the whole base one color. That's true. And I got fancy base inserts from, uh, uh, oh, Death Ray Designs. And so I'm super jazzed about about using them for my for my Warcaster army. I actually like them so much that I might even use them for my Convergence army. I haven't decided yet. But, nice. Um, I used I used some Martian Iron Earth for my Marcher World stuff. I think the the cracked, dusty red um, basing kind of goes well with the orange color um, nice. for the armor. Oh, I, I I forgot. I wanted to I wanted to bring this up. Uh, because I actually used a color wheel and color palette selection technique for my Warcaster army for deciding nice. my army. 
so I use, I think it's the split complementary. So you pick your primary and then you look across the color wheel at what the complementary one is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you go to the two that are next to that. So I picked orange and the complementary color on the color wheel would be blue, but you pick the two that are next to it. So it was blue green for one of them. So I used troll mm-hmm. blood base for the energy. Nice. Uh, and then the other one was supposed to be blue violet or kind of a purple color. And I went with beaten purple for the off color. And then for neutrals, I used the, the gray primer um, that I used and then also coal black for some of the other neutral in betweens. So that's actually how, like I actually for once used a color wheel and a technique for selecting this color palette. And I was a little leery at first, but I kind of, I, I felt confident that it was going to turn out better than what I thought. And it turned out really nice. So I'm, I'm really happy with how, and I used the multi-pass metallic from turbo dork. So it is like a bright, shiny orange metallic. And it, it looks, looks really, so it good. It looks really cool. Yeah. Color Did I tell you I used a color wheel on my bog chogs? No. Yes. So I gave them like this, like, you know, yellowish orange, like skin. And, you know, and some of them have like a, like a fin coming out their back. And oh, yeah. some, of, some of the shamblers don't, but some of them do. And so I chose to color that fin um, based on the uh, complementary color that best matched my the skin tone and so and so it actually so it kind of pops a little bit it looks really cool like uh so the color wheel thing is is a thing nice so i'm kudos to you look at us getting all fancy (laughs) we're getting better we're getting better at this so now aaron you said you don't paint but do you build um i normally build (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, my my local guy has a whole bunch of my models right now that he built and is painting. If you if you want me to share those, <laughs> yeah, go for it. But it's not yeah. me personally. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I have gas before being built and painted. I have mm-hmm. six tessellators and six negators being built and painted. Um, what else was in that box? Um, there who's, was a couple of riot quest models. There was a widget. Nice. Uh, um, it, it's a friend of mine named Sean Weeks. Um, oh, okay. He actually, you know what? If you don't mind, I can do a plug for him. Do it. Go for there it. Thing. Well, now I gotta find his. I thought maybe you had either uh, Bobby or um, Matt doing your stuff. Um, no, I don't know Bobby or Matt doing my stuff. This, uh, so he's, him and his wife have started a business where they take, uh, board games predominantly and they paint the miniatures in board games and then they sell those or they, you know, do commission work. Oh, nice. And, uh, they're called Adventures in Painting and they're on Facebook if you want to look them up. Nice. You said Adventures in Painting? Yep. Okay. You broke up there a little bit. I just wanted to clarify. Yeah, and then yeah. We'll, we'll get a link and yeah. we can put it in the show notes. That sounds great. Yeah, I was just gonna say he's my local guy. He's been, he's been good. He's been good to me. He's uh timely and all that jazz. So uh, yeah, I've been happy with him. Nice. 
Yeah. The only thing I was going to add is, is I know that not everyone can, not, not everyone, you know, can get to the hobby side of things or don't want to get to the hobby side of things. And so it's nice having resources. It's nice having people out there who can help you with that. So that's cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. I appreciate the hobby aspect of it, but it's just not for me. I yeah. would much rather yeah. play the game than uh, put the game together. Right on, right on. <laughs> well, hey, um, Aaron, I want to say thank you for coming on. Um, it's been it's been fun uh, picking your brain a little bit, and then um, when everything is you know post COVID or whatever, when we're when we're getting together in in groups again, uh, maybe we can have you for a live recording and where we don't have to deal with uh, lagging internet and delays and stuff. But, uh, um, but I want to say thank you also to our listeners and uh, to, you know, to Dan and Chad and just, I love these conversations we get to have. And I hope that you're inspired by uh, some of the stuff we talk about. I hope that, uh, you know, you get encouraged to buy a new model based on what we talked about today. I know I'm going to put together a short shopping list because uh, I'm going to need the widget for sure. But um <laughs> More than anything, uh, if you like what we do, the best thing you can do is uh, is tell a friend and let them know that you listen to Spellstorm Miniatures and uh, we're just a fun podcast and we just like to talk about the games that we love to uh, to play. So with that, uh, see you next episode. Thanks. Thank you.